Living on Earth needs your support to be heard each week. Kindly give what you can today by using the donate link to the left of this page. Thanks. They're known as the greatest rock and roll band in the world. No moss grows on these Rolling Stones. Their recent tour lasted two years. When the Rolling Stones ended their tour in 2007, their keyboardist, Chuck Lavelle, known as the Fifth Stone, kept going, rolling and recording around Europe, and now his latest double CD set has just been released. It's called Live in Germany, Green Leaves and Blue Notes Tour 2007. Chuck Lavelle is not just a musician, he's also an award-winning advocate for sustainable forests and the author of three books about trees, including his latest for children, The Tree Farmer. Chuck Lavelle joins me from a studio in Southern California. Chuck, it's good to talk to you. Thank you, Bruce. Uh, A real honor and a pleasure to be with you. You know, I was listening to your new album and um, noticed in the liner notes that you say you've got three passions. Your family, (laughs) your trees, and your music. How come you put your music after trees? Well, I'm not sure that's in any particular order. Family first. I just feel like I'm the luckiest guy in the world, man. I have a wonderful family, two beautiful daughters, uh, Rose Lane, my wife and I have been together over 35 years now. And of course, to, to be able to play music with all the different artists uh, that I've been fortunate to work with is, is a joy. And then somewhere along the way, uh, I got interested in trees and forests, and that has become equally a, a big, big passion for me. You've got a 2,200-acre farm, a Charlene Plantation, I think you call it. That's right. Uh, some of this land, Bruce, goes back to uh, my wife's uh, heritage. The particular property that we live on and that she inherited from her grandparents was something that uh, they bought back in the 1930s. So it's a tree farm in Twiggs County. That's right. Uh, That is absolutely right. Twiggs County, if you put your finger on the map right in the center of Georgia, you'll be pressing on top of my head. (laughs) Georgia, my sweet Georgia, it's just a song of you. It comes as sweet and clear. Moonlight through the pine. So is Georgia on your mind always? <laughs> of course, of course. I love my home, man. Living where I live and being involved in forestry provides an incredible balance for me. You know, when you're out touring the world with Rolling Stones or some of the other artists I've been fortunate to work with, it's a very electric atmosphere. There's a big buzz going on all the time, Uh, people around you, big crowds, uh, lots of excitement. After a while, all of that tension, all of that feeling, all those vibrations begin to take a little bit of a toll. Even when I'm on the road, if I can find a green space, a park, a, a forest to visit, and certainly when I do get home, and walk amongst the trees and hear the sound of the wind through the pines or uh, the sound of the crunch of of leaves under your feet, it provides a a certain balance that, for me, is essential. In your book, The Tree Farmer, uh, a grandfather's telling this story to his grandson, and the grandfather says, the life of this tree will pass to the piano to be made from its wood. 
Well, that's right. This resource of wood is probably our most precious resource that we have in this country. It's organic, it's natural, and it's renewable. The number of things that come from the forest that, that we use, whether it be fine furniture, whether it be building materials for our homes and schools and churches, or whether it be paper products that we use, uh, books, magazines, newspapers, whether it be musical instruments. Just about every musical instrument has an element of wood in it. And even, uh, let's, let's take a saxophone, even that won't work unless you have that wooden reed. <laughs> So when, when you put your mind to it and you begin to realize the gifts of the forest, uh, you begin to realize how important this resource is to America and to the world. And now what's interesting is that we're talking about uh, other gifts that the forest give us, like the ability to combat climate change. We all know that trees sequester carbon. Also, biofuels. Uh, there's been a lot of discussion lately about the effects of corn to make ethanol and what that's done to the price of corn and how that has had an ill effect, but ethanol can be made from wood chips. So these are exciting things, and it's just uh, something everyone needs to realize, uh, all the wonderful things that the forest gives us. But growing trees, getting wood, requires patience, and I can't imagine your touring with the Rolling Stones involved much patience. I mean, they went worldwide. Your role with the Rolling Stones, as I understand it, on this tour was in part to not just play with them, but to be the uh, program manager to decide what the playlist was. You know, I've been with the band now for 25 years, and the role has evolved. Mick and I began to work together on the set list uh, even before the band would go on tour when we were in the rehearsal stage. Because every tour, you want to try to do a little something different. Certainly, there's the iconic songs, Brown Sugar, Satisfaction, Jumpin' Jack Flash, that you're more or less obligated to play every show. But then there's a lot of space for change, and uh, we would work together on interesting ideas and songs that were a little more obscure. I have a clip of you and Mick Jagger. I want you to listen to it. It's pretty funny. Just, you know, instead of doing it the same all the Sure, sure. No, I'm, I'm, yes. I'm, but I'm, I'm not doing that much because I don't want it to be too pretty, you know. It's no, don't want to be too pretty or no, no country. No, 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 no. no, no. It ain't going to be country. Because no. I'm from <laughs> Georgia, you know. Don't, don't get defensive. <laughs> you didn't want it too country. <laughs> no, not too country. Uh, although it's funny because uh, the Stones as a whole love country music. When you think of, of songs like Far Away Eyes or Dead Flowers, you know, I mean, that's straight country, man. Well, I'm thinking of Hunky Tonk Woman, which you have on your latest CD. Ah, yes. Love that cowbell. Well, you know, Honky Tonk Women uh, is a special song for me. I can remember where I was when I first heard that song very well. Uh, I was in one of my first bands. We were living in Nashville, Tennessee. The guitar player came running in the door with a 45 and said, I've got it, I've got it. And I said, you got what, man? He said, I was listening to the radio. I heard this new Stone song. It drove me crazy. I pulled over on the side of the road to listen to it. I went straight to the record store. I bought it, and here it is. And it was Honky Tonk Women, and we listened to that record all day long. We dissected it upside down and backwards, and uh, I've just always loved that tune. Listen to that keyboardist. <laughs> Back in 2003, you played the national anthem for President George Bush. He referred to you as a, a tree raiser. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I think anybody that's followed uh, President Bush is familiar with Bushisms, and uh, I think he was at a loss of words as to what to call me. He's a tree raiser or a tree grower or whatever you call them. That's what he said. <laughs> but the event was actually the signing of the Healthy Forest Restoration Act, and I was very, very pleased that it was passed because I did maybe have some small role in uh, helping that along. I went to Washington, D.C., and I do sometimes uh, go up there and discuss uh, forest policy with the leaders in Congress and sometimes with the, even the White House. And I was invited to come up there and do the national anthem. <laughs> well, it's been a real pleasure there, Chuck. Uh, what song should we go out on? I wrote a song called Savannah on uh, my next to the last CD. Uh, it's called Southscape. If people, anybody out there have been to the city of Savannah, the picture I was trying to paint was of the huge, beautiful live oak trees that are there with the Spanish moss hanging down from them. It has a, a, a beautiful, sweet feeling to it. Well, Chuck, thank you very much. It's been a real pleasure. Great. Thanks, Bruce. Chuck Lavelle, the fifth or sixth Rolling Stone, depending on how you count them, is a tree farmer, author, and keyboardist. His new double CD is called Live in Germany, Green Leaves and Blue Notes Tour 2007. On the next Living on Earth, a rose by any other name might smell as sweet, you can be delicate and call it waste, but it's garbage. Garbage is our bread and butter, and uh, we'd like to make a little less of it and be able to turn a little bit more of it into things that people can use every day. We celebrate Trashosaurus's birthday at the Children's Garbage Museum, next time on Living on Earth. Living on Earth is produced by the World Media Foundation. Our crew includes Ashley Ahern, Bobby Bascom, Eileen Belinsky, Ingrid Lobet, Helen Palmer, Mitra Taj, and Jeff Young, with help from Jennifer Basler and Sarah Calkins. Our interns are Annie Gia and Margaret Rosano. Jeff Turton is our technical director. Allison Learish-Dean composed our themes. You can find us at LOE.org. Steve Kerwood is our executive producer. I'm Bruce Gellerman. Thanks for listening. Funding for Living on Earth comes from the National Science Foundation, supporting coverage of emerging science, and Stonyfield Farm, organic yogurt and smoothies. Stonyfield pays its farmers not to use artificial growth hormones on their cows. Details at stonyfield.com. Support also comes from you, our listeners, the Ford Foundation, the Town Creek Foundation, the Oak Foundation, supporting coverage of climate change and marine issues, and Pax World Mutual Funds, socially and environmentally sustainable investing. PaxWorld, for tomorrow. On the web at paxworld.com. PRI, Public Radio International.